Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. Yeah, I'm 10 minutes in. Ooh. All right. Let's get started. Did I get say that? Deja vu. Welcome to another episode of... <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. This is episode 69, Customize Part 2. Customize Part 2. Yeah. Episode 69. Yeah, we should have done a little something. No. <laughs> something a little more special for 69, but... 1969 is what I think. Sure. One of, one of the best years, huh? Yeah. So this is... Episode 69, part two of Custom Customize, which we recorded part one yesterday, but you're hearing it, you heard it last week, so some time warpage there. Yeah, I feel like a time traveler. Yeah. Like Marty McFly. <laughs> I feel like I'm in the past right now. So I'm Marty McFly and I'm knocking on Doc Brown's door. So tell me, future boy, who's the president of the United States? Uh, <laughs> Donald Trump. Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> the actor? <laughs> Donald Trump? From The Apprentice? <laughs> That's funny. And it's true. It's true. How can... No. It's true. It's true. Anyways, let's not go into politics. Uh, so how's your week been? That was good. My, yeah? my one-day week? Yeah. It was pretty awesome. Uh, what was that like? About 24 hours ago? It went by so <laughs> fast, man. It's crazy. I know. I know. It felt like yesterday. <laughs> felt like yesterday. <laughs> well, I do have some some stuff to talk about, though. I mean, I, I actually did get some stuff in. One of the things I ordered was, and oh, I guess I could talk about it in the main topic as well, but I got some, you know those little plastic pieces, uh, little, little plastic tubes that come with some of the... Antenna mm-hmm. mounts and stuff like that. They're made to hold RC antennas. That some some have a little uh cap on the end of it. Yeah, I, I see it in quad racing a lot. You know, they, Do you? they come really? off like a V. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I got a bunch of those tubes in. I just ordered like a pack, and I'm working on something that I'll talk about in the main topic. And uh, I was happy to get the right tubing at a cheap price. You got the right diameter and it fits. Yeah, and it fits, Perfect. fits awesome. the 3D parts that I've been printing out. So, yeah. And, I mean, I, we'll, we'll definitely talk about it, but I have a question uh, regarding that. But, uh, yeah, anything else uh, has your you got for your week? Yeah, and I, I got my little uh, keyboard thing in for my... Oh, awesome, from Amazon, right? Yeah, for my um, my Raspberry Pi stuff. Yeah, sweet. I was watching Rogue One about 15 minutes ago. <laughs> cool. A pretty good version. I actually was watching Logan too, but that was um, that was like a cam. A pretty good cam. These cam guys are getting really good though. Oh, because cameras are getting better with low light. Yeah, and I think what nah. it is, what what really, and I I hate watching cams, but mm-hmm, me too. But they they're getting so good. But you know what really throws you off is when there's a lot of action and you know any kind of movie I'm watching has yeah. action in it, and that's motion when, blur. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's when you get the blur and stuff, yeah, and it can't handle it. Yep. It just doesn't have the frame rate that it's too dark and um you know it's all legal so kids don't be doing what Kevin does. He's uh he's testing. 
It, he's one of those white hats, I guess, or something. It's wait a minute. How is it? What I do illegal? I'm not the one posting it. I'm just doesn't matter. You're viewing the content. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, because you're viewing it in your house on a TV. It's basically you're viewing it and you're you're using that data that's not yours to be used. So, but it's my constitutional right, dude. But it's not your intellectual property. Pursuit of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It's my <laughs> pursuit of happiness. <laughs> That's your version of pursuit of happiness. It's okay. my pursuit of <laughs> happiness, not to sit in the movie theater with 16-year-old kids talking through the whole movie. Yeah. I 20 bucks to see a movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> nah. All right, kids, don't do that. Don't do what I'm doing. I And I'm not going to say any more about it. So how was your week? Uh, my week was good. You know, not much. I, I recorded a podcast yesterday. Nice. That was pretty cool. Cool. Yeah. How'd that go? It went pretty good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Nice. You know, even though it felt like a week ago, but then it kind of felt like yesterday too. It's weird. It's like this whole time warp. Oh, warp it. Jeez. Run for but it, I got, Marty. <laughs> I did get a chance to work on the Goblin 420 or 380, 420. I don't know what to call it. Jeez. It's still a 380. It's not the only thing warped. I know, right? Like, without a canopy and a boom, I look at the frame and I'm like, it's a 380. It's my 380. It has the same motor, same ESC, same everything. It still comes up as Goblin 380 on my, you know, (laughs) V-Control. Well, that's not going to change. Yeah, I know, but uh, no, I I am going to eventually change it. Until you change it. Yeah, but I'm just looking at it and I'm like, I still see it as a 380, even though I'm like, I see the 420 boom right in front of me. You know, I, I showed you guys uh, today on our group chat that um, I got the final picture of the actual canopy that they're going to be sending me, you know, and for oh, final yeah, proof. Yeah. And, you know, I said, yeah, it looks good. Clear coat it and send it my way. You know, it's going to be a 420 very, very soon. If not already, it's going to be a 420. Nice. So I'm I'm thinking I'm just gonna wait. It might be a week or two for the actual delivery, just because it's coming overseas. But um, waiting that week or two, what I'm gonna end up doing is I have two parts that I can sell from the 420 um, conversion kit that'll offset some of the costs for the conversion kit. Uh, the tail boom, I don't need a 420 tail boom. Oh right. You know? yeah. I mean, maybe I could keep it as a spare. Might not be a bad idea, but like the tail belt pulley tensioner, I have one already on mine. I don't need another one, so I have that one brand new in the pack. So, do do you have one? You don't need a canopy either, do you? No, it doesn't come with a canopy. the the com, The conversion oh. kit is for the yellow and Duh. and blue um, Goblin three eighty. Yes. Or the red one. I picked the yellow one, so because I like the yellow better. Um, so it just comes with the tail boom, but yeah. it comes with like the little upgrade set. You don't normally have that come that the 420 kit does come with, which is the tail belt tensioner. Yeah, I don't think I have one, dude. If you don't have one, you can have it. I'll buy it. Okay, I'll sell it to you for five bucks. All right. <laughs> I think it's like no, I don't think I do have one. On, I think it's like on thirty-five that. new or something like that, or twenty-three new. It's some ridiculous price. That is ridiculous. But yeah, for like four little things. But anyways, it's a goblin. It's an SAB. You pay for the quality. Okay. Um, but yeah, I got the servos installed. I got new servos, brand new out the box. Got to open it up, and it felt very much like the BKs and the plastic and foam, which I don't like. I like the newer packaging that the servo companies are doing. Wait a minute, you're bitching about the packaging? Yes, it's all part of the 
the quality and the, and the perception of like build, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sure these servos are going to blow the other servos out the water because they won't break if you breathe on them. <laughs> but so like, let's say this, the BKs that I got, right. Um, what was it? The 8,002s. When I first got them, they came in like the same thing. It was like, you have your foam, you have the servo in the foam, you have this cardboard paper like with the information and then it all goes into this like plastic little sleeve. Right. It's very it's very cheap, cheesy. BK now starts to come and I think MKS does this too, but BK with the 8001s or the 7008s, no, 7002s, sorry. The I guess they're a little bit newer now. They come in these nice little plastic hard plastic cases. And I like them cuz you know, not only that you, you, the servos are well protected in there. You can also, because it still has foam in it and everything, but then you take the foam out and now you have this, this little, like, a little bit bigger than like a deck of cards, little container that you could put your screws and bolts and extra parts in and, you know, some tools or whatever, like Allen keys. You can just use them for whatever. And they're nice, durable cases. I use them for, uh, to hold my RC Pro Plus connectors. Uh, you know? You're looking and, for the cases. I, I look at it the big picture of like it's not just like great packaging, but you also have an upcycle reuse for them. Not like the other ones where you just take them and you throw them away because there's nothing you can do with them. It's like a two for one. Like a two for one or one and a half for one, yeah. One and a half for one. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I mean you're you're you know, these servos aren't cheap, right? Like no. I mean the BKs were actually pretty cheap, which is the crazy part because when I bought the eight thousand ones originally it was about hundred and sixty dollars a servo. And then the eight, the seven thousand twos that I recently bought for the Synergy, the seven six six, I got them on sale. It was eighty bucks a servo. It was half wow. price, and it came in like these awesome cases. You know, they're 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 not brushless; they're cordless. So there's that whole argument which is better. Brushless is quieter. Cordless is noisy as hell. That's the ones where you hear yeah. constantly. Yeah. You know, as you kind of, as the servo wiggles or is trying to keep the center point. Noisy and annoying. Yeah. I mean, obviously, once you fly, you can't hear it. Once the heli spools up, you can't hear it. But, and, and I thought the MKS were supposed to be a little bit quieter, but I, I still hear a little. I mean, they are quieter than the 3001s, but they, they do make a little bit of noise. Um, do you recall yours making noise? Because you have them in your Oxy, right? Yeah, in the sport. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, I don't recall them making noise. Like a little buzzing noise? No? No, I don't think so. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe they're just mine then. Um, well, you're talking different sizes, too. No, they're the same size, I think. They're like the 96 H3 oh, or 95. Oh, for the 380. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, let's see how they fly. Um, you know, I mean, if they're anything like yours, your set, I mean, how many crashes do you have with that Oxy? 400, at least. You know? So if no. I even get, like, a third of that, <laughs> you know, with the Goblin. I think I'm up to 10 or 11, easy with those, with that set of servos. Mm-hmm. And I since have replaced the horns at least one time because they stripped out. See, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with replacing the, the cheaper, um, not even cheaper, just the easier replaceable part. Oh yeah, absolutely. Then having to place replace gears because that's a that's a bit of a pain. Um, let's see. Yeah, that's about it for my week. Twenty four hours yesterday. Nice. That was a lot, dude. That was a lot. Well, I mean, there was a little rant in there about servos, but and uh, I mean, come on. It, it, let's be honest. It was definitely a, a a stupid rant about 
the packaging the servos come in, but you know, it, there yeah. is some there is some perception to that, right? At least four to I, eight seconds of you going. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Would you come? You know, you'll edit down, huh? <laughs> no, I'll just make it longer. <laughs> you mm. just do slow motion. <laughs> <laughs> All like low tone. <laughs> yeah. Those are the big MKS servos. Yeah. The seven hundred size. And the ones with the lower tone. Um. <laughs> okay. Main topic: customization, customize, customizing. Part two. Part two, customize. Yeah. So yesterday we spoke, I mean, sorry, last week we spoke about, <laughs> um, you know, the easy customized stuff, right? Your, your vinyl, your, your ordering different canopies, maybe reskinning your balsa plane or spray paint, you know, just like the real easy stuff, you know, the foam board stuff, tape. We didn't talk about taping. No. Should have talked about taping, but. Obviously, that's pretty simple. You tape your planes, you know, you get different colors and schemes out of it. Yeah, I guess that is part of the customization, but it's, uh, I don't know. When it's the whole base part, I guess, yeah. Yeah, because if you look at, like, your arrow, right, you could just do, like, your clear tape tape job, right? It looks yeah. the same, just gives a little shinier finish, right? Yeah. But then when you look at your second arrow that you made with the, the orange and the stripes and the way you did your stripes. Yeah, yeah. You know, then it actually put a design on it. So, you yeah, know, I, there's no arrow like that. I went from white to yellow to orange to red, kind of like out, I think, mm-hmm. or in. I think it was from in to out. Yeah. But what what really was cool was when I did that one Versa wing with all the lights in it, I could have done clear packing tape on the outside. But what I wound up doing was white packing tape, which made it yeah. kind of translucent a little bit more and reflect the light a little bit more. That worked out yeah. really well. For that yeah, model. It basically acts as a diffuser. Yeah. So it, it like spread out the light more evenly instead of having like spotty LEDs inside. Yeah. So yeah, that looked really good. Definitely cool. It was kind of like a jellyfish almost. Where you mm-hmm. could almost see through it with the light. Yeah, almost like a translucent look, right? For sure. Yeah. But um, yeah, so today it's going to be customizing on the next level. Now, um, I have I broke it down into a couple of sections. And really the main sections are um, 3D printed stuff, yep. right? 3D printed parts. And then we'll go into some CNC stuff. And then I just kind of left any other customized parts that we can, um, we'll just kind of shoot the shit on and, and talk about. So 3D printed parts. Now, I know you just designed your own and you want to talk about that, designing that and what it looks like, kind of, you know, build the picture for us. Yeah, it's basically a cradle for the holder, and then what you have is pieces of rubber tubing or clear tubing or, like I was saying before, that antenna tubing that goes on the antenna itself, mm-hmm. and it's kind of clips into a couple of holders for the tubing. So it basically looks like a T where the satellite would go into it. It's just a plate, and what you do is use some of that 3M tape, tape it in there, and then put the rubber tubing or the you know the plastic tubing over the antennas they go straight out you know in a straight line out away from the antenna or the the satellite base itself and uh yeah and then you just would 3m tape tape that whole thing to your to your helicopter your airplane okay more or less for helicopters because this i would use with my icon you know set up i would say use it on a plane too because you could put it on a plane too yeah 
you know, it's like for some folks that might swap satellites or might not want to permanently double side, you know, tape or glue like a satellite to the side of your inside of your fuselage. You can use one of these and always be able to remove the satellite if you wanted to. Yeah. And the way it was designed, you could take two small servo mounting screws and actually Mm -hmm. there's two like mounting points. You could actually screw it to inside a balsa plane if you wanted to, which I think it was, um, it's, it's been the president of our club, Mike, who's uh, kind of him and I have come up with this and little side project of yours, little yeah. side project, basically working mm-hmm. off of one that he saw. Uh, so it's coming out good. I mean, I'll print a bunch out this this year, and he can sell them, give them away, whatever he wants to do with them. Why don't we print out a bunch and make it available to give away too? You know? Oh yeah, sure. You know why not? Um, I got so, a little more work to do on the holders themselves because mm-hmm. the. The tubing that I got in bulk that I just talked about works good for the other uh, satellite or the other antenna holder that I made. Mm-hmm. But here I got I got to mess around with this a little bit more and tweak it and get it better. Yeah. Um, one thing I'd recommend is not to like depending on the application. I wouldn't solely rely on 3M tape holding the holder like the holder to the satellite or the satellite to the holder and then the holder to the helicopter or plane. Yeah. Um, obviously, if it's a plane and it has like a wooden inner frame, you can use those, you know, several screws, as you mentioned. But if it's for a helicopter, I mean, even when I put my satellites on my helicopters, when I flew Icon, I would still zip tie it around the, the frame. Oh, really? See, I only used the 3M and I, I never had it come off. Yeah. I, you know, it just worries me because, I mean, granted, this is a nitro, but when, uh, <laughs> when Devin, um, and Rob, well, their N7, when they lost their V link satellite, <laughs> yeah, mid TikTok, I was like, ooh, you know, it's good to have like some kind of strap on there or, uh, like a Velcro strap or at least, um, you know, zip tie. It doesn't have to be something crazy. It doesn't even have to be super tight, but just something to, for additional security, just in case if that that tape gets dried out or whatever. Yeah, I have a neat idea on how we can probably make it work really well for for that design on a heli. Okay. So once you get your like your version done, I can take a look at it and maybe I could just throw it into a CAD program, like give me the STL file and make a version too, and see how you like it, and then kind of play off of that and, and find a version that I think you know really works. Yeah, and then then we can you know give those away, print out some, and hand them out to folks. It'll be maybe airplane and helicopter compatible, universal. Ooh. Yeah, hell yeah! You know what the the biggest hurdle is is getting the the tolerances right on like like those little tubes. Because yeah. the, the next one I I kind of designed or looked at something that um, Chris had sent me. Chris Ryber he just sent me a Neo that I purchased uh, from a model that he bought. He sent the Neo with to me with this uh, little like Y satellite. Yeah, with the Mikado antenna holder. The antenna holders, yeah. And I kind of de- redesigned that a little bit in three uh, D program to where obviously it fits the little tubes that I um, I keep talking about. Uh, so that's cool because you know if I'm gonna do this, I want to do it cheap. So uh, I was glad that that worked out. But I also uh, it has two little two little mounting brackets that you would put a zip tie through and kind of go around the, the boom yeah, with. Yeah, so they have two designs with that. It's um, There's the flat mount, yeah. and then there's the boom support mount, uh, the boom mount. The okay. boom mount kind of has like a, 
like two little arms that stick out yeah. on the bottom where you see a tunnel for a zip tie to go around. Yep. And there's also a flat one that I think still has the holes, but they don't have, it doesn't stick out, obviously. It's flat. So you can still zip tie it around things, but more on a, you know, on a flat side, you can kind of channel, like say on a goblin boom, right? So there's a flat top on the back of the boom. You can still get a zip tie through there without zip tying over the antenna, going underneath it, kind of like a channel. Oh, okay. But you can still zip tie down to the boom with 3M tape. See, I designed it straight off with with nothing on the bottom. I was just going to 3M tape it to the the boom. I I think it's always a good idea to have some kind of reinforcement. I don't solely rely on 3M tape. I mean, I do, I guess, sort of for fly brothers units because I don't ever Velcro those down. There is a spot where I could put a zip tie through it, though. I see a spot. Yeah, I could yeah, and I, I would recommend put a chain you know, through, especially on the high vibration models, nitros, the dirty models. That's really where I think you really see the need for both. I hate those dirty models. Yeah, All but right. they're so cool. Enough of that. <laughs> um, but you know what else I did was I designed. I sent you guys some pictures. I designed one that had a little like stand to where I could mm-hmm. zip tie it. I could zip tie the whole tube kind of yeah, adjacent the 45, to the boom. Right? And, yeah, and then the, the actual Y splitter comes off at a 45. I designed one at a 90. So I'm thinking for like the oxy, there's a tiny little space between the tail servo and the body there, the, the, the boom holder. So if you put a, a zip tie around the boom, this would actually go through, as you're putting it around the boom, this would go through the little channel that the antenna wires run up through. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, st- I'm still working on that a little bit. I wanted to redesign that because once I put the zip tie through, I couldn't get the the uh, the wire through the one side. So I kind of made that a little bit bigger and made it more channeled, and that seemed to work okay. But I don't know if guys are going to want something like that, or if they're going to, you know, want the flat one to go directly on the bottom. Even Chris came up with an idea that I didn't even think about, which was turning it completely around and instead of it coming out the top of the Y, feeding it in the top of the Y, and in the bottom of the Y, they both come out. You know, so there's it's versatile. Yeah. You could do what you want with it, really. I personally don't like that that yeah. method of going through the Y and going out the center. It's probably fine, and it's really only, I've seen it only on oxys because of the, right. the limited space of where the antennas come out and kneel. Yeah, I know what you're going to say, though, because they're both parallel now. and Yeah, you don't have your 90 degree. Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, granted, where the antenna comes out and loops does actually produce a, a looping 90 degrees, if that makes any sense. Yeah. But the most effective part of the antenna is the last, like, two centimeters where it's not covered. It's yeah. like it's a covered with the clear tubing and not the... Um, yeah, it's about an inch. Yeah, so it's about an inch. So that's really the most... I mean, on an Oxy, it's like you can fly with one sat- DSMX satellite and it's fine, but it's such a small alley and never flying it really far um so unless range is doing, never an issue unless you're doing pure punch outs and pure punch outs and speed runs like me mm. yeah <laughs> yeah those for you and my speed runs speed those, runs. sometimes the heli gets tiny yeah for me like i i have trouble seeing him you know so i also designed one instead of at a 90 they're more of a 45 like, mm-hmm. I brought them in tighter, the two, the the top of the Y, you know, instead of it being a 90, I, I kind of designed it more like a 45. I took like 12 degrees off of each one and brought it in towards each other. 
because okay. when you look at the goblin in the canopy, especially the 380, like the the canopy comes down real close. So I'm thinking if mine are coming out, they'd probably would want to go, you know, a little bit. They probably would need to go a little closer so they're not sticking straight out and you're not hitting them with the canopy. Okay, that's what you mean. I mean, I'm going to give it a try. We'll see what happens. I could always make an adjustment to where at the end there's, they're, you know, I could make a longer one to where it's fishing out once it gets past the canopy. Yeah, you know what I want you to make one for me is I need a better one for um my Goblin Black Thunder. Okay. Because it's a full carbon canopy and it's supposedly the, the, the carbon fiber th- is thin enough that it doesn't block the reception, the RF signals, but, yeah. um, you know, I don't want to have them like tucked in like no, they want no, you in the you. manual. Yeah. So right now you saw what I have is basically I have like a little 3D printed, just kind of, you know, antenna holder like you're designing, but very crude, simple model that I designed. And I have it just like double-sided tape to the Neo <laughs> kind of going straight up and down on the Neo. So like okay. the antennas come out of the Neo and loop up. Okay. And then they and then they get split into the Y and they stick out of the canopy. Um, you know, it seems to be holding fine, but I think I'd like something better where like kinda like with your ninety degree thing, but you have a plate that comes out that you could double side the plate to the bottom of the fly barless plate. Okay. Uh, or and then you can zip tie that or however that comes out and then you have your ninety degree and then you have your two holes that you could go up and then the, the antenna little um antenna tube holders, you know on top that that complete your why that would be cool i'll take some pictures next time i'm out of there you know next time i see it of what you're talking about yeah yeah or i could just i could yeah i could take some pictures and i could draw it out for you kind of okay. explain exactly yeah. you know and maybe give you like measurements like okay you know the top of the y can no you know shouldn't be too much further than this because i don't want the antennas to hit the blades or whatever yeah yeah absolutely. Um, and then this is how much i want underneath it to to support it okay yeah, but you get what I mean, right? Like, so yeah. there's all these different ways of mounting these antennas, and and the, the great part about it is you could customize it by buying these antenna holders, or you can, I don't know, get a 3D printer, or or use um, what's what's those sites? Tinkercad. No, not not Tinkercad. Tinkercad is a design site, and then there's a yeah. site where you can actually design and print it. I thought it was Tinkercad that you could design and print it. I think they work affiliated with other companies that do the actual printing for you, and then they'll send it out to you. So you design it yeah. and say, this is what I want printed. They'll give you a quote, and then you basically get get this stuff printed out. Or just email me, man, if you got any idea, if you guys got any ideas out there that, you know, hey, I need something special, let me know. Yeah. You can waive all rights to it, and I will make a million dollars off it. <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. No, but I mean. I'll but- only make 500000 after no, five hundred thousand, then then you're good. Yeah, no, no, but yeah, if if you guys see a need for something like like Steve and I have been talking about, definitely email me. I mean, I'm basically ripping off somebody else, more or less. You know, you're not ripping off. You're using it as inspiration to design your own version. That's would be if Flight Test owned this. Yeah, that's what they would say. Some other companies might be like, "Hey, dude, you're ripping us off." Okay. So I'm not selling these, so it's no big deal. I mean, I'm, yeah, if you're not profiting off it, I don't know. Is it really? Well, you still are making them lose money, aren't you? Huh? Huh? No, because they don't provide the product that I'm making. Actually, I'm I I've I've customized it. See where I went there? Mm-hmm. I customized it. It's a one-off. It's a one-off customization. 
just 500 times. The um, Yeah, and I made $2 on each one of them. So the, <laughs> the Neo mounts, now, is this the aluminum thing that Chris was talking about? No. So there, there's... This is the one that Chris Nutt was talking about, remember? Um, gas power helicopters, uh, yeah, yeah, Terry yeah. Shirley. I couldn't he, actually find that anywhere. Oh, no? He said it was Doug somebody. Doug Darby is the one Doug who Darby. I think. Yeah. yeah. I thought he was selling it off of uh, uh, Carol Shirley's uh, site, the gas powered helicopters, but um, you did find a link for it in Heli Freak. Yeah. And something like this, like, you know, I mean, if you look at it, basically it's a design to um, totally mount flush onto the transmission plate of a Goblin 630, 700, 770, that, that line where it has, you know, and I'm sure we can, it's kind of like, you know what it's kind of like? It's like a bigger version of the Goblin 380 mounting. Okay. So, so you know how like the Goblin 380, the flybarless unit mounts right on the plate, the plate bolts right onto the, to the heli, to the transmission. Um, normally on the 570s and up, the flybarless are mounted on, um, on like three or four posts, depending, I think three posts. And they're basically, it's, it's, you know, raised up by an inch and it's on these posts. And obviously when you have vibration and anything that's floating like that on a post, as vibration goes out through the, the metal post, it's going to amplify, it's going to reverberate, Right. It's causing more vibration than it being right on to the right on the platform. So, you know, he he marks it as a, a vibe killer. Um, and you know, from his testing and even Chris Nutt said that, hey, you know, it works. Yeah. It was like a forty percent reduction. So um, you know, it's just something like this is, is customizing. And, you know, obviously he has his design, but it's not a patent trademark. It's probably wouldn't be that difficult to create something a little bit simpler, you know, maybe that only takes two bolts to bolt in and get it done, you know? So Yeah, I don't really want to start a whole thing here, but uh Yeah. I was reading his post on Helifreak and he said that he found that PLA gave slightly stronger, more resilient mount over ABS. That might be so, but I've found that PLA warps like crazy in the direct sunlight. Well in direct sunlight, yes. And and in the heat, man. Mm -hmm. Um but I don't know about something that big. Like, well, I guess I do because my no. uh, my brackets and everything on that giant SE5 really, really warped. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty big, you know. You know, I don't know what the infill is. I don't know quality, how many shell layers that you use. You know, like we don't really know the specifics of this mount yeah. per se. Um, But, yeah, I in, in general, I would say PLA is a, is a more softer plastic, like, you know, because well, it's corn-based. and Right, and ABS, you got to heat it up more for it to right. for you to make your product so it's going to be able to withstand more more temperature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I've found in my tests. Yep. But that's a cool cu- way of customizing it. It looks different, you know, and it yeah. also has a functionality difference, which is good. Uh, you know, a lot of the things that we talk about today um, aren't just for looks, you know, I mean, they do look cool. I think antenna holders look cool when they stick out of the canopy and the different colors. And you have the antenna sticking out in the tubes. Yeah. Um, but, but you know, all in all, it is a functionality thing too. So, yes, sir. The other thing I saw, which I I don't have much experience in, but I saw that um, our friend Bill had on his E7 SE Synergy E7 SE, I think, right, was a 3D printed battery tray system. 
Really? I mentioned yeah. this a while ago to you, and you I think you had told me that you wouldn't trust anything 3D printed on, on a helicopter. I remember I was, I don't, I was talking I don't about think 3D I printing would, some stuff. I wouldn't trust, like, anything structural. Yeah. Accessories are okay. The battery, I don't know. I don't. I, I didn't get a chance to really take an in-depth look on see how it was built. Um, but as far as I can tell, it was like it was basically um, like a 3D printed bottom tray that the batteries like strapped onto. It, it wasn't like the batteries were. Um, oh, where you're sliding it in and out. Sliding it in and out. Oh, okay. Because I think that'll wear. It'll, it, you know, like you you catch a little edge of of the layer depending on how it's printed and it might like crack apart, you know? Oh yeah. Um, and then the worst thing you want is that if it doesn't have the tension, the tensile strength, I guess, when, when your helicopter goes from being upright to inverted and it pulls on that, you know, if the G forces and it snaps off, then your batteries into your main belt, your main gear or whatever, your transmission system or out of the heli. Yeah. You know, and then your, your, your convenience or whatever you, you know, you reason why you got it, it just totaled your airframe. So yeah, yeah. Your heli. So, um, but I think when I was looking at his, it was like, it was more of a tray system that like, it was a bottom tray and it gave it an easy way to strap the battery in and out of it. Okay. Then like, I guess the old way, I don't know how the old way was, but there was like a Velcro system where you Velcro the batteries and then strapped it. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, and, and 3D printed stuff, really, it's, we're, we're only kind of covering the little bits that we're seeing. You know, we can go into flight tests, I3 printed landing gears for for those planes. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I did make an attempt for snow skis, but they didn't really work. But I'm sure if I gave a couple more um, iterations of it, I would have probably found a version that would work. You I'm know, maybe sure. make them bigger and offset the um, where the mounting hole is. So that they hang down on the back a little more to kind of give it that angle of attack when you're landing um, for skis. Yep. You know, one thing I still use to this day is control horns. I 3D printed control horns. Those always worked really well. Yeah. We 3D printed um, Mobius camera mounts for our. Yeah. Our the the vibration, mm-hmm, the v- vibration mounts for the Mobius cameras. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then really the possibilities are endless. Uh, you know, I, I I recall printing a 3D quad frame. Never did anything with it. But it was cool just to kind of build one and try. You know, really, it's it's whatever your mind can think of. I saw a 3D printed helicopter. Yeah, I saw a picture of it. I don't know if it actually flew. <laughs> RC helicopter. I don't trust that. Yeah, maybe even if it's a, it kind of looks scalish. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I would trust that. How about a 3D <laughs> printed scale fuselage? The one I saw was um wasn't coax, but I've seen a few coax versions. Oh yeah. On the on the internet, yeah. I don't know, dude. A, a 3D printed fuselage because Yeah, like a scale fuselage, you know. Well, yeah, you would do it in sections. You would either ABS bond them like, you know, um with acetone or acetone weld them, yeah. Or you can, you know, CA glue them, right? Like those 3D printed planes, I mean, they seem to be, for the most part, pretty structurally sound, right? Yeah. So why wouldn't, you know, maybe actually with like with smart engineering and CAD design, not making it just a shell. You're not just printing a shell, but actually printing printing an internal structure that like has, you know, trusses and 
you know, like T braces and all that stuff inside to give it structural rigidity. Yeah. Who knows? You know, might be yeah. a possibility. You might see it in the future. Maybe. That, that'd be cool. Yeah. Get on that. Get on that. <laughs> yeah. Build me a custom uh, fuselage. Fuselage for a DT six hundred because I could get one for one hundred sixty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Um, all right. So next, let's go into CNC parts. So this is more of the higher end upgrades. The bling, right? The bling. Yeah. When you customize a heli or a plane, or this is the bling aspect. You know, you got your your sweet like anodized, you know, polished nose cone for your airplane, your 3D airplanes, right? Your perfectly balanced nose cone. Your, yep. You know, all these like maybe metal wheel pants or, you know, actual rims, your robot like, retracts. what are those things called? Retracts, yeah. You know, like the really cool ones that, that have like shocks to them and everything, you know? Yeah. You know, those are all basically custom things that you would add to a kit because, you know, maybe the default ones weren't that great or you wanted, you had the money and you wanted something better. Um, so I kind of include that with helis too, where like, you know, it's like, Hey, the helicopter originally came with plastic main grips. I wanted the metal ones. Yeah. I upgraded, you know, whether it's upgrading heli parts, whether from like links or KDE or factory upgrades, you know, so there's, there's lots of stuff like that. I mean, helicopters, a lot of these companies cater a lot to them as far as blank. We'll yeah. call them the bling, the CNC milled or anodized uh, metal parts. Well, because I think the process is usually like, yeah, I bought this stock, like with me with the 180. I bought the 180. Mm-hmm. I flew it. I crashed it. Now when I go to order parts, hey, let me see what I can get as far as like an upgrade for it. So yeah, make maybe it better. I'll, yeah, maybe I'll get a swash plate or maybe I'll get the main grips like you said. So guys are doing that, I think, definitely. Or the little T part, you know, in the middle that holds the, uh, what I call the feathering shaft, but it's the uh, spindle shaft. Like, I thought it was feathering shaft for the long time, longest time, and then it became spindle shaft, and then I still hear people saying feathering shaft. So first of all, the main hub is what you're talking about, the little T part. Yeah. <laughs> the main um, hub. Yeah, the main hub, um, and yeah, like the, the feathering shaft, spindle shaft, whatever, you know. I mean, but then you have your, like... You know, you have different things like I I installed the Lynx DFC arms on my Goblin 380, you know? Yeah. A little different. And I think they cater more to the helicopter guys because with the plane, like you said, you got your spinner and maybe some retracts. But with the helicopter, there's so many more options for the helicopter guys, you know, because they're crashing, you know, and and, and now I want to upgrade. So, like, I need parts from my 570. I see what I can Mm -hmm. get. From, you know, links or whatever, or from HeliDirect, what kind of upgrades I could get for it. Yeah, definitely in the helicopter industry, there's more companies that specialize in just the upgrades, right? Yeah. You have links, you have, um, I mean, I don't know if they're any good, but MicroHeli, right? You have their extreme stuff, especially, you know, this this is all like coming back from the, the Blade 130 days um, because I went through all those companies, you know. I've upgraded everything. My 130 was a $800 helicopter when mm-hmm. I was all said and done. And not even these companies anymore, right? Because you also have like KDE, right? KDE made a lot of stuff. My, my Goblin 570 and 700 before the competition, before I sold those two, they both had the KDE, uh, you know, quick battery trace system. Yeah. I wasn't cheap, <laughs> but no. it was a cool mod because I could slide the battery in and out. I was 
ensure that the the batteries were locked in and I didn't have to like undo Velcro straps. It was just annoying. There was another company I was getting stuff from. It was Lynx. And if Lynx didn't have it, I forget where else I was going. Maybe it was Heli Direct for the 180. No, Micro Heli. Micro Heli. Yeah, they, they're like they're like another, you know, uh, Lynx style company. Because one had the titanium swash plate, which I wound up getting for the 180 when I needed a swash plate, and it was cheaper than the one that Lynx had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forget which company that was. I don't know. I, I was going, oh, you know what it was? I think it was on Horizon Hobby. I think that's where be, I found that. It could be an OEM one, or Horizon could be selling micro heli stuff, you know? It could be, yeah. That's where I got it from. It was Horizon Hobby. Because Horizon mm-hmm. Hobby has a whole section that is for upgrades. Yeah. And that's all CNC upgraded stuff. Upgrades, hop-ups, yeah. Hop-ups. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and you know, you have all these different companies. Like, the KDE one, I just kind of want to go back to that. I like KDE stuff. Their tail push um, pitch slider, tail pitch slider lever, whatever you call it, right. um, was really nice. I had their triple bearing uh, block on my 700 competition where like normally you have two bearings. I had like four bearings stacked in there, you know, so that's pretty cool on you know, where the main shaft goes into the transmission block. Cool. And then, you know, there's also factory upgrades, right? So yeah. think about like SAB now. It's like, okay, you know, you have your Goblin Black Thunder or, you know, now you have a stretch kit to a Black Thunder 650 to a 700. Oh, you want the three-bladed? Oh, yeah, but all your hardware is black. Well, we have a three-bladed, you know, matte black tail upgrade, right? You have your your three-bladed head upgrade. Like, you know, they're making the upgrades now. Uh, some of the upgrades are like a stock feature in the newer kits. So, like, let's talk about the um, T-Line 700 or the, I don't know if it's T-Line, Turek, but that that comes with the, the now new quick-release battery trace system. Oh, nice. You know, but that they're going to also make it available for the other helicopters. Um, think about the landing gears, right? We had the we had the cool, you know, the the regular carbon fiber ones that always broke when you landed hard, and then they went to the flipper fins, you know, the dolphin fins or whatever you call them, where the nose is always hitting the ground, and which I don't, I never liked. Um, and I then liked they went them for a little bit, and then they went to the F three. Well, you would like them. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> um, and then they went through that to the like old school, you know, pipe and skids or skids and pipe. I forgot how they call it. But, you know, the old school style, right? You have your, your skids and then you have the pipes that run through it. Yeah. And, you know, they call it the F3C style. So, you know, you, they kind of gave you options. They're like, hey, you know, I like the Goblin 700 Black Thunder. I got the green 700. This thing is awesome looking. But it looks like a really big 380 with the nose always like landing on the nose and the little flipper fins on the back. So, you know, you can upgrade. You have your choices of what you can upgrade. You know, you can go with the traditional flat carbon fiber skids or you can go with the F3, you know, 3 style, which seems to be a really big hit with most of Goblin owners. Really? The old tube mm-hmm. and, and... Yeah, you like my 700, my Black Thunder. Yeah, I could never get those damn tubes to sit right. They would always either be pointing away from each other, pointing towards each other, or hanging down. Ah, they're better now, because once you get them set, you just put the set screw in and it just locks them in. You never have to mess uh, with it. 
See, I was messing with Chinese knockoffs, I guess. Uh, so they didn't knock off that portion? <laughs> they didn't knock off the set screw. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> I mean, just kind of going a little off topic, but, well, yeah, a lot off topic. But um, did you see the Tarek <laughs> video, the Tarek, Tarek video I uh, posted on our Facebook channel? I saw Facebook a link, page? but I didn't see the video. Oh, you got to click on it and go, go to YouTube and look up his channel. He he does this. Uh, hey, first of all, he does crazy blade scrapes. It's just like zzz, 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 scraping constantly on, on the head. But um, there's one thing that he does is he comes down the flight line and he's like doing, you know, how we kind of like skid or we'll like drag the, the, the skids and then, and then pop back up. Yeah. He's coming down. On the with the same kind of you know Black Thunder whatever F three you know the skid and pipes landing gears, he's coming down and he's like just on the tip of the front right skid. Okay. And the helicopter's coming down the the concrete runway and he has the transmitter in the air. What do you mean? Like he has in the air, like he's holding the transmitter up. Like this is he set the trans he set the heli to come into this attitude and it just held it, driving down the runway without him. Make any adjustment or nothing. Just like on that front little skid pipe, just <laughs> coming down the runway. Are you sure Kyle Stacy's not in the background controlling a helicopter or something like no. that? No. I right. mean, Kyle Stacy is an amazing pilot and he probably, like, competing wise, I think, I don't think Tariq competes. I would really wish they would both compete. I want to see who would actually be oh, the best. Oh, boy. Now you're stirring the pot, dude. Oh, yeah. You know, I don't know why, but. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go do something and come back to the podcast. I don't even want to be a part of this. I don't even want to touch this. <laughs> any of this? Why? Because Costas is an amazing pilot. I mean, I will never be able to fly anything close to what he does. But like, if I feel like it, look at Costas and Tarek, they're both like on this level of precision that I can't even fathom. Like, I don't understand how either one of them fly like this and not drive their helis in, in the ground every time. But Tarek is a little more, I don't know, like aggressive or maybe, no, because Kyle Stacey is aggressive too. It's just, I don't know. It's something about his flying style is just like on the deck, like bump. He's a little more flip. cavalier with his flying maybe. style. Yeah. You know, I, but I mean, don't I've get me wrong. I, I've, <laughs> I've been told I had a very cavalier attitude. Yeah. I don't know where somebody would get that from. No idea. It was a boss. Okay. <laughs> well, I can see how that comes out when you're working. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it was after I told him, I really don't give a shit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, it would really be interesting. Like, get, get the top three, four, five pilots and, you know, have them all compete. Like, not caring about like if you compete anymore or not because a lot of them don't compete anymore. I don't know. I still think like Alan Zabel is an amazing pilot, dude. If you know, if you're gonna have a competition and there's gonna be a winner, he's gonna uh-huh. be the best. That's Kyle Stacy. If you're gonna show up on YouTube and do some amazing stuff and not go to compete, you really can't have no leg to stand on. Yeah, See, I'm that's sorry. The thing. I don't I mean, know. The guy's why. good. The guy's freaking yeah. amazing. I've seen him do some amazing stuff, but I've also seen I've I've seen no name guys amaze me too, though. Well, that's the thing too, right? But it's maybe like maybe I'm just easily amazed, right? That's what I was gonna say. Like <laughs> maybe we just don't oh, have thanks. the eyes to really like 
like to all to us it's just like holy crap yeah. what the how the what uh speechless but you know maybe, maybe when you are at that level you're like okay well he made a mistake there <laughs> you know or yeah. like oh his line wasn't that clean there you know maybe they notice these things i don't know i don't know i mean but the wow factor of it yeah i mean when i when I watched Kyle Stacey in person, that thing was, I was speechless. It was just amazing. I feel like Tarek has a little, a little pizzazz to his like style that just like wows me even further. Not going down this road. Okay, you can edit this whole thing out. I'm not editing anything out. <laughs> I don't know. Send I, the hate mail to Steve. Send the hate mail. I mean, you know, this, this is my opinion. Carol, you know? free full RC. <laughs> if I'm not allowed to have my opinion, then. This is America. You cannot oh, wow. have your own opinion. So, so says you. You need to lockstep <laughs> follow us because we know what's right for you. Uh, what do you become, Democrat? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're definitely getting a hate mail. Oh, now. get a hate mail now. <laughs> That's Steve Yoon. <laughs> oh, now I'm going to get hate mail on Facebook and everywhere. All right. Mm. This is a, that was a pretty crazy tangent. Wow, for once I was on the soapbox. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it's awesome. Okay, so what I'm else one of those have? guys that's just going to sneak back into the crowd and go, yeah, just did you hear him? Did you hear what he was talking about? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, jeez. You antagonizer. So we were, did we talk about the, the cage, the Neo cage? No, no. So we'll kind of go back to that. This thing looks really cool, uh, and I like it, and I would love to 3D print a version. But uh, like you were saying before, I don't think I would trust this 3D printed. I don't know why. It would probably be fine because you I would. I think it would be fine. You would, you know, use the double-sided uh, Velcro or whatever, you know, to, to Velcro it down. I don't know, though. Mm, it, would, it would probably be okay. I think you could get away with it. I think you would get away with it if you designed it right. Yeah. Like, I don't even think it needs to be like a full cage. Like, you know how they're designed. It's like you have like the top plate and then you have like these little um, yeah. blocks and standoffs and then you have your bottom plate. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I love the fact that the, it holds in your servo connectors. Yeah. You know, like it, it'll hold yep. that part. And that to me is, is really cool. Yep. Yep. I feel like this is a great design, but it really is like a cage for you, Neil. Like you could have like, Everything in your heli just get like demolished. Like you could land like directly on the Neo, and it wouldn't damage the Neo. You know? Yeah. Um, I think it's overkill. Personally, I think it works. I mean, I don't know. This is just my um, impressions on looking at it and seeing the design and how it gets put together. That it's it's very heavily over engineered, but you know, you want the ultimate thing to save your Neo for sure. I am reading though that it says. Billet aluminum and ABS plastic, so... Well, the I, ABS is the, the standoffs. The, the standoffs, the, right. Yeah. So I guess I could 3D print one of these. Oh, yeah. I think you could. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd probably redesign it. I would design a different version. Because the Neo Cage main thing is to be able to take the Neo on and off without ruining the Neo, <laughs> the Neo case itself. Yeah. Um, Because that's one of the biggest complaints, right? Like, you try to pull the Neo off, you pull the top cover off, now the Neo flops around in there. The tabs yeah. get broken. You can't put it back together right. And this solves it because you just pulled this whole entire cage off, which is solid when it's bolted together. So that's kind of cool. Um, I think it was like 40 bucks. It's not even that bad when you think about how much you spend on a Neo. Yeah. It's, it's, it is coming from Australia. So I don't know what the shipping times are. It's probably quite long. I wish uh, 
the 3D miniature engineering. Those guys would like find a U.S. distributor and just like make thousands of them and ship them over. Or can't we get a transporter working for crying out loud? It's going to be year 2020 soon. Can't we get a ray gun, a flying car, and a damn transporter? I'm still waiting for my hoverboard that's supposed to be out in 2015. Freaking hoverboard. You had one. It had the two big wheels on the side of it and used to burst into flames. No, I'm talking about a real hoverboard, not a weird version of a unicycle. Segway? Segway, yeah. Oh, sorry. That's the best I could do. Oh, like the Segway? <laughs> yeah. You ever ride one of those Segways? No. I've never gone on one of I don't think I'm ready to get on something that the creator died on. What? No. The guy that created the Segway died on one. Yeah, he died on the off-road one that he created. How did he die off? He was riding on it, and he flipped it over, and he killed himself. Broke his neck or something. Thing land on him? I don't know, man. Let me me Google it. Maybe he was going up Mount Washington with it. I have no idea. That is crazy. Besides the CNC parts, obviously... There are other parts that are some people will customize their helis with, like carbon fiber, right? They'll reinforce the frame in different spots by taking a piece of carbon fiber and and reinforcing and drilling holes and stuff to kind of make frame stiffeners. I'm trying to think, what other custom parts are there? Other custom parts? Yeah. What are other custom parts that people will fabricate or they'll... You know, they go purchase. Well, for a while in in the uh, the multi rotor crowd, they were three D printing a lot of uh, either battery connector holders or camera mounts. Mm-hmm. That they were yeah. getting three D printed a lot. I think. Um, I think they I, still are. I think a lot of companies have caught up with that now and saw the need for some of this stuff and is starting to incorporate that in. Yep. So you got you got stuff like that, but uh, other other custom parts. I mean, you could even call you know. A larger motor, larger ESC that you're throwing in something custom part, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. You have right? a 3S plane that you want to put 4S in, you know? Mm-hmm. Chris Ron Caglione talks about it all the time. That was something yeah. he would do all the time. Yeah, you know? beef up the power system, for sure. Yeah. That's that definitely customizing it. Yeah. Um, and then we could talk about transmitters, right? Customizing transmitters. Not just vinyl, but like, you know, maybe you want, um, what is that called? Like... To offset your neck strap, right? They make those little brackets that kind of make oh, yeah. your neck strap hang yep. a little differently. Um, you have different knobs, right? Yeah. Your gimbal sticks, right? You have ones that you can adjust height-wise, color, the little spiky things on top, kind of grip your you know, your thumbs better. There's switch covers, you know, right? The little rubber things that go on your switches to kind of give you a better tactile feel and a grip on your switches, especially for the emergency ones that you like to... Make sure you can hit on time. I was doing a lot of fiber optic uh, cable tipping, and some of the covers that are on those little plastic, like rubberized plastic mm-hmm. sleeves, fit perfect on the on the switches, like you're saying. So I kind of put them on there just to differentiate my DX9 from the eight or nine that are always at the field. You know? Yeah, that that may be sitting on the same table as yours, right? Yeah. Um. And I even moved, uh, I think I, I've talked about this, but I even moved my switch and my push button that are on the left-hand side of the DX9, you know, as you're holding it, looking at the gimbals, because yeah. I wanted that button to be right on my left index finger for rescue right. for the helicopters. I didn't like the fact that it was way over towards mm-hmm. the antenna. That, yep. that didn't make any sense to me, uh, so I moved them, yeah. So how does that work out? I know... 
you physically move the switch, but does that, I mean, that doesn't physically or not physically, but logically move the switch in your, your configurations, right? So like that, say it's C, it still be C, right? Right, because it's still wired to the same point. Yeah. Inside. Okay, so so it's not like a jetty because jetties are are pretty crazy. Where you can actually like take a two position switch and then replace it with three, and it'll notice the difference that there's a different switch there. Oh wow! And then you can tell it, yeah, it's a three way switch now or something like that, and and it'll now configure it as that. Wow! Which is another customization you can do, right? That's pretty yeah. cool. Another customization that we really didn't talk about is your customization on your your radio. Um, v controls, especially, right? You can do macro cells, and you could design your own screen, your own channel assignment layout. The what? Macro cells? What's that? Macro cells. So basically, you could use macro cells to design, like, designate different channels to do different things. I think I think you use them, or you, this is your user display. You can customize your layout of where your um, all your numbers and UI reading or your head speed or your, you know, like all your naming and everything that's on the screen where they're laid out. So there's there's a lot of customizations you can do with the, the V-Bar control. So if you ever wondered like, okay, you have a V-Bar control and they're like, you know you can buddy daisy chain your V-Bars, right? So like say you had um, two Neos and you wanted, you needed 14 channels, Right, for some crazy big plane with flaps and retracts and smoke system and glow starter and you know each control surface has their own servo so you needed all these channel ports and channels right you can daisy chain your your neos and then you can like with you know say air, airplane what is that v plane and then you can basically tell okay these two channels are going to be the ailerons and this is how i want to mix and then these two channels are the flaps and this is how i want to mix and when they also, when I, the flaps come down, I want to have these two channels, which are the elevators, to also give 2%, you know? And you can do all the mixing in the, the V-Bar radio and the Neos. Um, it's like through macro cells. It's like a, a little programming thing in there. I, I haven't really messed with it, so I could be completely wrong. But I just see a short video on how to, like, set up things, and, and that's how it would look. It was pretty crazy, like, that wow. you could customize assigning all these channels to different Neo channels, you know, <laughs> because you could daisy chain, like, I think up to, like, three or four Neos. It's crazy to get, like, a crazy amount of channels. Damn. Um. Yeah. Granted, that's, like, I guess it's, it's maybe not that big of a deal spending, like, I don't know, 1,500 in Neos to get three Neos in there or, or whatever, $1,000 in Neos Damn. to get, like, two. You know, if you're putting it in, like, a... $20,000, $30,000 jet, right? That has yeah. all these crazy features that you need to have like stability and control and reliability and, and failover maybe, right? Yeah. I, I'm sure. I'm, redundancy, yeah. Have redundancy, right? So Sure. Okay, so I need to clarify something. The inventor of the Segway was Dean Kamen, and he did not die in a Segway accident. It was the owner of the company that purchased Segway and started developing jimmy heslin 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 uh he was the guy that plunged off an 80 foot freaking cliff on one of those segways <laughs> was he just leaning forward and couldn't lean back it was like I oh guess, man. i don't know maybe he leaned over to take a look and it turned left and went right off Eek. yeah i just wanted to clear that up all right 
Yeah. I never, I don't know. You ever rode a Segway? No, I think we talked about this. No, well, we talked about the air code hoverboards, but I don't know if you no. um, mm-hmm. ever rode a Segway. Segway. No, you asked me that. Now, dude, now we're in this vicious time loop because it's two weeks later, but it's only tomorrow from yesterday. Why did I ask you yesterday? No, but if you ask me today, it'll get there today. If you send it out yesterday, we won't have to talk about it on today's tomorrow. I'm confused. <laughs> no, it's all mine. <laughs> uh, okay, so other customized parts. Anything else you can think of? Um, I I thought of something real quick for the the DX6 that I had. I remember that it didn't come with a backlit faceplate. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yep, I did that upgrade. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I ordered that. Yeah, yep. I think we both did that. Yep, I did a blue one, and uh, that was something to do back in the day. You know, yeah, it wasn't too difficult. It was kind of cheap. It was easy to do. Mm-hmm. And that was definitely that was a good customization because I really liked that one. I remember Alex talking about it from flight test. I think he flew one of the times we were at NEF and he was flying that um, the Beast, the UMX Beast. Uh-huh. I think he mentioned it because I had it on that, you know, back in the day when I had the yeah. six. Yeah. Awesome. But uh, yeah, let's can't, see. Can't think of anything else, man, off the top of my head. We covered quite a bit. Yeah. How about how about this thing for the. Um for the DJI Phantoms, especially the the three standards that we have, there's an antenna mod. Oh yes, it's, it's like a little like scoop. I guess I don't know how you describe it. Like a little U-shaped dish that you put on your antenna to focus the RF signals in a unidirectional manner. I guess that's the R2D2 mod because it looks like something that would come out of the top of R2D2. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I saw it on Bill. So, and he said. You know, he swears by it. He's like, yeah, it gave me, you know, like every time you had a problem, you just got to point it that way and work better. He um, swears by got, it and he just swears. Or he just swears. And he just swears. Well, it depends if Devin's there. Yeah. Those two guys. Because <laughs> <laughs> Devin gets him cursing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's about it. I'm sure we're missing some things, but. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm sure there's tons start. of stuff, man. Yeah. yeah. If there's stuff, let us know. We might do a part three. I might do a part three or an addendum to this. Addendum. It will be a hop-up addendum. (laughs) There you go. Nice. (laughs) Right out of 1985. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Let's move it on to the news and announcements. All right. News and announcements. I have some news. I have uh, a little news. It's a uh, it's just a new product coming out from uh, eFlight Horizon Hobby. It's a UMX F4F Wildcat. Ooh, Wildcat, nice. That looks pretty cool. Yeah, it looks uh, like it has a lot of detail in it. That was a badass plane. It probably flies pretty good. I just I'm wondering whether or not it's going to be brushed or brushless, and. The freaking thing has landing gear that looks scale, dude, and it's ridiculous. Because the F4F, the landing gear used to like suck up into the fuselage. Mm-hmm. It didn't fold up into the wings. It kind of like just went like straight up into the actual fuselage, right under the wing. Really? So and this yeah, one kind of does that. And the, well, it doesn't doesn't retract, but the actual landing gear. I'm sure you can remove it. The actual landing gear looks like it would do that, though. It looks real scale. I bet you if I, I landed it, it would suck right into the yeah, fuselage. I'll bet you. <laughs> That's true. I've, I saw you do that with the uh, 
With the bushwhacker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It kind of folded him right back and became like wheels on the side of a car. <laughs> oh, like an says, airboat. Like an airboat wheels. Yeah. It says it's a 180 BL 3000 KV. I wonder if that's a um, brushless motor. BL is brushless probably, right? Yeah. BL is yeah. brushless. 3000 is a KV. It's a 180. So it might be like a 18 something millimeter. Possibly, or maybe a Park 180. Oh, okay. Yeah, probably Park 180. Oh, that's pretty big, though. I wonder what Park size batteries this takes. Yeah, because I, I used I to would have think. one in my, uh, yeah, it's 2S LiPo. Dude, that's pretty cool. I like that. It's different. Hmm. Yeah, so it's got AS3X and all that crap in it. I wonder how that thing will fly. It's it's uh, 129 right now, but I'm sure, you know, you wait a little bit and... You can get it from RC for like yeah ninety nine or something at a show. Yeah, cool, sweet. All right. Um, anything else? No, that's it, man. All right. Um, by the time this episode is released, there will be future me will be posting <laughs> um couple new information. We're going to be doing... Couple new information? Couple of new information. I'm still Does that make lost. sense? No. Couple yeah, let's of redo new that. information. A couple pieces of new information? Okay, let's redo that. All right. Okay, so by the time you guys are listening to this podcast, Feature Me will be releasing some new information about the 500 likes. Okay. Um, we're still trying to figure it out. Uh, if you could, you know, I don't think it's hard to believe that, but we're still trying to figure this out. But what I kind of envision and kind of let you know right on the air, Kevin, is that like, you know, we have different types of listeners, right? We have our heli folks, we have the, the airplane folks, and, and then we have folks that are quad, you know, that, that listen to us that, that don't really do any of this stuff, but quads, right? Anthony. Anthony, um, I mean, I think John, John Castro, he's, he's mainly quads, you know, but we want to kind of make it fair for everyone. We don't want to like, okay, 500 likes, you get a, you know, you get a helicopter. Well then, you know, for the people that fly planes or quads that don't want a helicopter, um, especially a kit that they're going to have to put more money in to get to fly, um, might not interest them at all. Right. So Uh, you know, so I think what we're going to do is we're going to, I'm going to create a post and I want you to put your name or just in the comment, post what type of giveaway you want. And the three options will be multi-rotor, plane, or heli. And the three choices that I think we're going to look into doing would be, um, some type of UMX, um, Horizon Hobby plane, you know, we'll kind of keep it bind and fly. It, it seems like, um, the majority of folks have the ability for Spectrum, DSMX or DSM2 or whatever. Yeah. So on the airplane side, I kind of cover that. On the heli side, you know, you listen to the RC heli hangout episode. Uh, Chris and Frank are going to be donating an Oxy3 to the cause. Yeah. So amazing. we're going to have that. Um, Thanks, guys. Yeah. So we're going to use that heli for that. And then on the quad side, I'm thinking, you know, tiny whoops are kind of the, an awesome thing to have. Even if you have one, you know, to get another Inductrix, maybe good for your kids or your, 
your significant other to try flying it, you know, so you don't have to bash up your nice hopped up version, right? Okay. Yeah, or if you don't have one, you know, and and this is open. So right now, those are the three prizes um, that we're looking into, and we'll we'll specify the UMX plane a little bit uh, closer when we have an idea and when a post is made. But that way, like if you know, maybe you are a helicopter person, but you want to dabble into planes or a quad, you can put your name for it. You know, I'm not we're not locking you in. This is just going to be for the 500 likes. Um, and maybe we might refer to it later on. We'll, I don't know. We'll have a, we'll have to think about it. But you know, once you get your name down, and then we can take, um, we could take a drawing. And I think, I guess, the best way would just take a drawing from each category. Yeah, I think we were gonna ask for assistance with that from Frank and Chris. Yeah, so we'll talk to Frank, see how he, how they handle the number generator, and then picking out the um, random number which correlates to a random name and then um, see how they do it on their RC Heli Hangout Facebook page and we'll just kind of mimic that aspect and we'll probably I think I mean if you're cool with it I think we should do a live drawing for it yeah sure we can do it one day at the field or I mean you live close enough yeah I could stop we could just, by yeah you can stop by or I can stop by your place and you know, we could do it. So, the you know, as our likes kind of get increased, and you know, it's okay. We're we're over five hundred likes. It's okay. You're still included if you if you like this post five hundred. Okay. Um, you know, we're gonna do this sooner rather than later. So when we do announce it, and you post, um, we'll give you we'll give folks what a week maybe to respond. Yeah. What do you think? Week's good. Yeah, a week's good. Yeah, we'll give a week's, you know, and then after that, I'm going to close the post. Like, I'm going to close the thread and and lock it in. Like, I'll say, that's it. This is it. Last call. And that's it. And then I'll take all those names, put them in a Google spreadsheet, and then work out the randomization. I think everybody's name would get a number, and then we would just draw based on that. You would know what your number is. Sort of, I guess. I'm guessing, dude. I don't know. I yeah, I'll have it on a spreadsheet, and I'll, the spreadsheet will be public. So yeah. once the numbers are set and your name are is on the sheet, you know, and before the drawing, <laughs> you'll you'll have an opportunity. Well, I'll post a Google spreadsheet up there with uh, public view access that someone can take a look at. It and be like, okay, just to make sure I'm in the right drawing. Um, one thing I ask is, do not. Double posts. Do not say, okay, I want a plane, I want a helicopter, and I want a quad. <laughs> um, your name can only be in one of the three drawings, to be fair, you know? Okay. Yeah? And Kevin, yeah. you can't put your name on it, okay? Oh, uh, what? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, because if I win, it would be, look like a big scam, wouldn't it? Yeah, it'd be 3D RC Heli Hangout, <laughs> whatever that thing was. <laughs> well, dude, I'll tell you what. We're going to do the Inductrix FPV, though, right? Not just the Inductrix. Yes, okay. Inductrix FPV, yes. Cool. So I you can fly to... without FPV, but if you have FPV, shoot, why not? I might have to pick one of those up for myself. I am going to pick one of those up for myself. I've been waiting to, like, justify buying it. <laughs> Is that the t- what they call the Tiny Whoop? That's the base of the Tiny Whoop. That's okay. the stock model, the the base model, your, your four-cylinder Mustang model of the Tiny Whoop. Okay. You know, then you hop up the motors, get a F3C, whatever, F3 flight controller that can run clean flight or beta flight or, you know, race flight or whatever those firmwares. And then that becomes like a full-fledged acrobatic 
you know? Yeah. Quad, so. Cool. Yeah. So hopefully that works. Um, yeah, that works. That's really the best I could think of. So no, sorry, guys. It's kind of, you know, kind of seems messy. It's probably going to be real messy. It's probably going to be like the first time they did an off, a raffle at RC. Yeah, it's just kind of like everywhere. But It's going to be like the first time we made scrambled eggs. Real messy. Yeah, there you go. Nice analogy. So Cool, man. So look forward to that. Yeah. We'll, we'll be doing that down the road. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. We're gonna post uh, probably before this episode comes out. Maybe, yeah. Sometime this week or last week. Sometime last week, we posted ask Arnold. We need them questions. You know, oh, it's, yeah. uh, Arnold's. Arnold kind of expects to come on the show now, and he's kind of giving me some slack that he's not coming on the show. And dude, he ain't getting any younger either. He ain't getting any younger, and you know, he ain't getting any nicer. Really. He's, Turn well, into a grumpy old man. He's Arnold. He, yeah, of course he's old. He's like 70 years old. Wow, is he that old? Or 69. <laughs> 69. Yeah. 69, dude. So we're, we're, you're going to see that post. Make sure you ask your questions. We don't care, you know, how ridiculous the question is. You know, as long as it's kind of hobby related or podcast related, you know, we'd like to keep it in that, that genre. All right. What's next for you in the hobby? I'll have to let you know when I come back from vacation. Editing? Editing. Yeah. Yes. That's pretty much what you're going to have time for. Oh, no, you'll get you have time to edit like one day. Yeah. Ooh, that's a that's a real hard push. Uh, it's going to be even harder if we keep rambling on. <laughs> mhm. Uh what's next so, for um, you, dude? Yeah. Uh <clears throat> so uh what's what's next for you? Uh anything different from yesterday? I mean, a week ago? Uh, yeah, yeah. So from yesterday, a week ago, there is that um, I got the Hattori pipe to install on the 700. I need to get that ready to go before the weekend because I want to fly that sucker. Nice. I'm going to I'm gonna interrupt you um, because I have something I want to bring up real quick. Okay. Uh, before I forget, again, the 8th Annual Heli Spring Fling in Fredericksburg. Yes. I was Frederick's Googling there. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's only like six hour ride. But it's ten days. It's ten days, yeah, but I'm not going for yeah. ten days. There's no way my wife is gonna be like, Yeah, you can go for ten days. I can't yeah. even take like four hours off without <laughs> without hearing about it. And she's right though, because I you know, I don't have as much vacation time as she does and uh last couple of years I took a bunch off to do the flight fest and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, dude, I was in touch with Walt from R C Heli Hooligans and yep. I'm thinking about driving down maybe early Saturday morning and just spending the night down there and driving back Sunday. Nice. So that's at the end of May. That's uh, May, like May 7th is the last day, I think. So 6th, 7th, and 8th or something like that. I don't know. Whatever that weekend is. I mean, I will push to see maybe if I can join you. Yeah, you know? I know I mean, you're going to have... Uh, yeah, that's going to be like basically a month after the baby's born. <sighs> you know, maybe maybe I can... You know, grease the wheels a little and call in all favors, you know, and <laughs> and see if Maria can cover the, you know, baby for that weekend. If you're going Saturday, coming back Sunday, right? That's your plan. Yeah. And you're gonna, are you gonna stay in a hotel? Are you gonna tent? What I was gonna thinking? camp there, but I might just throw a tent in and go. You know. I mean, yeah, it's gonna I, be a little chilly, but I don't care. I can sleep in the cold. Yeah. 
Maybe I'll do the same. Buy a tent and a sleeping bag. Call yeah. it a day. Yeah, let me see if I can work that out because, I mean, do you mind driving? No. Uh-uh. Yeah, because Maria definitely needs the car with the car seat and stuff. But, um, yeah. What are you? Yeah, if you're cool with driving and, you know, maybe just bring, like, two helicopters. Yeah. An Oxy and, uh, and a 700 and a Nitro. And, oh, wait, I said two, didn't I? <laughs> yes. Okay. Nitro 700 and a Goblin 700. I, I might have to leave the Oxy at home. I have a small Jeep, dude. Remember that. I'm a big guy with a small Jeep. Can we hang <laughs> Hang him out the window? Sure. <laughs> Just hang them tail boobs out or something. Yeah. No, uh, we'll, 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 yeah. we'll figure it away. I mean, it, you know, especially if we only bring one charger, you know, we could just bring my charger and kind of yeah. um, share. Yeah. And then maybe not bring any tools or parts and just, you know, rely on. Because I know Rob's going down there too. And he's bringing his camper. Oh, he's going? Yeah. Oh, forget it, man. Yeah, no. That means Devin's going, but not even a Devin part. That means probably Bill's going to go. You know, and it's a 10-day event, so Rob's probably going for like 14, 15 days. Right? <laughs> no, I think he's he's only going from like Thursday on, I believe. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Is he I mean, going he can't the take, first weekend or the second? The second weekend. He can't oh, take man, uh, awesome, Devin out of dude. school. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that's going to be cool. And what are you planning on like leaving on Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon? Sunday, you know, like 12 and get home by 6, 7? Yeah, yeah, probably something like that. Okay. All right. Those are the plans. Hopefully I can make them. So that's uh, somewhat next for you in a, in a further, in a, in a little future yeah. of the hobby. Yeah. Cool. All right, dude. Should we wrap it up? Yeah, let's wrap it up. All right. Okay. Let's wrap it up. So Facebook likes. I think we have one new like, dude. I didn't do my research, so give me a second. Yes, we have 515. That's plus three. Oh, wait, no, that's the same. <laughs> no, I no. thought we had one new. Oh, maybe it was uh, Podbean that I saw. Yeah, yeah, Podbean, we got a new uh, email response. Okay, so from yesterday ago, there was no new likes. Okay. Facebook comments. Um, Facebook comments? People are commenting about your blade scrape, your Tariq blade scrape thing oh yeah yeah and uh somebody posted our friends at the ft after hours is now known rc after hours that must have been you yep uh yeah posted that earlier today we had uh 120 people like that one or it reached 120 people yeah it reached it was eight people that liked it that's cool um yeah definitely give our friends at the rc after hours um you know show them some love because they are now venturing away from the flight tests and doing their own thing. So, you know, I want to make sure that I'm sure they, they're going to still have the support of the FT listeners, FT fans. But, you know, show yeah. them that, you know, not only are they getting they have fans or support from that aspect. They also have our support, too. So and uh, I posted a couple of pictures of me prototyping those RC antenna mounts. Mm hmm. Yep. That's uh, pretty cool. And. Got a couple of people that commented. Muse, of course, said, "Can you print me some?" And I said, "Muse, it's going to cost you, and, and not money." And he unfriended me. No, and of course I'm talking about money. What do you mean, <laughs> not money? <laughs> oh boy, uh, that <laughs> that second picture with the 45 degree up. 
Yeah. Um, the only thing that worries me is that if you have a boom strike, I thought it's the like, exact same thing. <laughs> it's like direct. Like I like the other way, like yeah. pointing down. That's why I designed another one at a ninety. Because I okay, I like yeah. So we'll see. I don't want to try different things out. Oh, that's cool though, and I like the clear uh, PLA. No, that's ABS, dude. Or ABS. Yeah. Whatever. Clear plastic, dude. That freaking ABS and clear. It's so weird because I've ordered it from the same manufacturer, Gizmo Dorks. I've got gray ABS mm-hmm. and clear ABS. The clear ABS prints rock solid, which means its temperature is right. The yeah. gray is brittle as shit. And when I ramped up the printing temperature to like 250 instead of 240, uh-huh. that's when it printed good and it was rock solid. So it's weird, man, that either the color and the filament does that or yeah. you know, the tolerances of Gizmo Dorks isn't the best. I don't know. I mean, it could be a combination of both. I've noticed that um, all plastics, PLA, ABS, especially the more economy pricing ones, um, they're not consistent. They're not consistent in diameter. They're not consistent in um, material density. Yeah. So especially when you're talking about now, you know, something that is clear, which is for the most part zero dyes to then something that is dyed. Yeah. So, you know, the plastic has some other material in it to give it that color, which then can alter the, you know, the, the optimal temperature for it. So, I mean, you know, like once you start getting into, it, you know, that this is all highly experimental. You have to, you have to try it. If it fails, you have to play around with it and find out yeah. what makes it work. And usually adjusting the temperature or, um, adjusting temperature, the layer heights and stuff like that help a lot. Yeah. I really haven't adjusted and messed with anything but the temperature. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that printer's been awesome, man. Print a lot of stuff with it. Nice. Cool. So Podbean. Yeah. Uh, Mac 2009 started following us and Short Dog 2S <laughs> started following us. Awesome name. Cool. So Awesome. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Do we go over website comments? Yeah, I didn't see any. All right, no website comments. I'll, I'll check real quick, though. Didn't see any. Nope. Nothing coming in via the website. Oh, okay. iTunes review. Oh, let me check that, because, you know, that could be a possibility that we have a new one since yesterday. I mean, a week ago. <laughs> yester week ago. Come on. <laughs> yester week ago. Oh, shit. Why'd I click download iTunes? All right, so drop us an iTunes review and we'll read the, read the review on the next episode. Email us at freefallrc at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash podcast. Don't forget to check out our webpage, com. Say hi to Chris. Hi, Chris. Hey, Chris. Um, if you want to see something up there, let us know. If you have flyers, email us with the info. We'll put the, we'll put your uh, event on our website just to, you know, give it more exposure. And then I will, uh, Facebook messenger you a week later and ask you, is this the one you're talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Flight test forums, off the field, audio video production, other than flight test podcasts, you'll see free forest podcasts and next to the FT community cast. Hey, Pat Joel Mike. And sometimes The Simpsons. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Um, Check out RC Heli Hangouts. Yes. 
We're located on the RC Heli Hangout podcast corner and Free Fall RC podcast sitting next to the, our friends Walt and Ed at the RC Heli Hooligans podcast. All right, dude. I got something to mention real quick from RC Heli Hangout. And it's only not even a week old. Yes. You ready? I know. Yeah, go for it. I know what it is. What is it? What, what is, is it? it? Yeah, what is it? What am I going to say? Mr. Is it I the know. website? What website? You have a website now. No. I'm going to mention the post. A post. A post? Yeah. A post. Okay. It's Oxy3 picks. One guy, oh, yeah. Rich Knapp, mm-hmm. started a, a, a thread that was like, hey, <laughs> post, your, just... <laughs> post your Oxy3 picks. Uh-huh. So Chris Ryber posted uh, something, and then you posted something, and then you posted a picture of your speed, then I posted a picture I had of a up close of one of my uh, oxies. And then I found that picture that day we had like eight oxies out there in a row. We had like uh-huh. four Tariqs uh, or Tareks, and then like there was like nine oxies, I think. Yeah, I mean, let's count it. One, two, three, four Tareks, stretch cube, another cube. Yeah, I had my two. You had your two, the Tarek. There was nine, yeah. And then Cricky had one, and I think Muse had one. Yeah, and Mike, remember? And Mike. Mike yeah. had one of the, the Torex, yeah. So Rich Knapp, the last post he, he posted was, you freefall RC guys are nuts. <laughs> Great picks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I thought that was pretty funny. Thanks, Rich. Yeah, I mean, we, yeah, thanks, Rich. We we really enjoyed the Oxy Helis, and we, we push it in our club. Like, you know, whenever someone asks, like, oh, what's a good heli to get? Get an Oxy 3. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. You know? Yeah. It's, it's, you want to fly mine here? Fly it. Yeah, it yeah. You want to find one? Go for it. Yeah. You want a buddy box? Yeah. You know, this is the heli we buddy box in. This is the heli we introduce as a beginner heli. You know, even though there's some setup and stuff, this heli can go. You can go from beginner to flat out expert and do all your moves. Yeah. You know, and there's not many helis that can say in this size and price range that you can do that. So. No. So yeah. Yeah, so come check us out on RC Heli Hangouts. We're in RC Heli Hangout, main topic group, podcast corner, and then you'll see us, Free for RC Podcast, sitting next to our friends Walt and Ed, next to the RC Heli Hooligan Podcast. Say hi to Walt and Ed. Hi, Walt and Ed. Yeah. I got to keep that sophisticated because those guys are like rock solid and very, very in line, very serious about the hobby and know their stuff and... They're not a couple of goofballs like us. They're not a couple of guys faking it like us. <laughs> I don't fake it. I know. <laughs> I know you don't fake it. You got a kid on the way. <laughs> nice. Okay. So, yeah. Definitely come check that out. Uh, thanks to all the listeners. And sorry for the kind of crazy and, you know, typical free fall RC podcast. Yeah. Sorry. I got to <laughs> take vacation. Yeah, it's kind of weird, but, you know, it's not the first time we had to kind of do a back-to-back episode recorded, yeah. and it probably won't be the last. I, you know, it's either that or we miss an episode or... I miss one, or you're in a hotel room with square toilets, you know, <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, we try to make it work, you know, so... Yeah. Hey, hey guys, are, are we recording here? We're recording. We are? What's uh, up? What's up? Okay. Um, so, we should talk about this, right? This, this raffle that we're doing, right? Or not a raffle. It's a giveaway. Yeah. We just raffle. crashed our own podcast. Yeah. Crashing our the, own podcast. That's that's like Inception. Like podcast within a podcast. 
What raffle? Okay, it's not actually a raffle. It's actually a giveaway. There's nothing you need to buy into it. Just need to register your name. So we'll kind of go over the details. So first of all, I want to announce the Freefall RC Podcast Listener Appreciation Facebook giveaway that we're going to be doing. Um, it's totally free for everyone. There's a couple of things you do need to do so that way we can register you and get you on the the, the raffle ballot or the, the giveaway ballot. First thing you need to do is you got to like and share our Facebook Freefall RC podcast page. You know, give us some love that way. Okay. And then the second thing is you need to choose between the three giveaways. We're doing three. Three. What? Yeah. One of those trace? Trace? Yeah. Trace giveaways? Like, I, our first one is three. Like, this is insane. I don't even know how we're going to afford it, Kevin, but we'll just do it anyways. Even yeah. if it breaks the bank. It breaks the bank. <laughs> I got a piggy bank. So, I'm ready to smash. Yeah. Uh, I, I got a whole thing of like, you know, those five gallon, um, water jugs just full of change. So that's what I'm going to use. Nice. So yeah, like and share the page. Second thing you're going to do is you're going to have to choose. Now, this is the hard part. Which giveaway do you choose for? So because we do helicopters, airplanes, and multi-rotors, we have three giveaways in those fashion. We're going to give away an MSH Protos 380 Evo helicopter kit. So that's on the helicopter side. We have a Blade Inductrix FPV bind and fly. And I'm going to actually include a couple batteries, extra batteries for that, because I know the stock batteries that come with that are terrible. Okay. So you're going to get some 220 milliamp per hour pulse packs, pulse batteries. I'm going to get like, I think it's like a set of four or five for 25 bucks. I'll, I'll include that in. Nice. And then the third one for airplanes is an FMS T28 Trojan plug and fly or plug and play. Um, it's a, I think it's about a 39 or 40 inch version. So that should be uh, pretty cool. And you're going to see all of the, you can see the pictures of this on our giveaway post that we're going to do. So that's the thing you need to, to enter, you need to, you know, like and share the page. But not only that, you have to come to the, the post, which is going to be pinned. I'm going to pin it on, on our Facebook page and you can see the post and it's going to be free fall RC podcast, blah, 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 giveaway. And in that post, you're going to have to say which one you want, okay? Which one you want to be entered in. And what we're going to do is we're going to take that information. We're going to start it this Friday when you hear this to next Friday. And so it's going to be a seven-day. You have seven days to sign up. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to take everyone's name and put it into a spreadsheet on the different giveaways. And then from there, we're going to generate some random numbers and use a randomizer and see who wins. The randomizer. <laughs> um, I'm hoping next weekend, like maybe Saturday or Sunday, depending on which day we fly, we're going to do the drawing live on Facebook. So Kevin and I do, we'll do it in person. And if Chris is available, maybe we could have him figure a way to have him jump on too. It is one entry per person, not of each, unfortunately. <laughs> you have to pick which one you want to enter in, and it's only one entry, okay? So let's let's be fair for everyone. Um, you know, enter in the one that you want. Don't enter in like, oh, the Protos is the most expensive one or something, and I want that. We want our listeners to share your experience of, of winning this giveaway. Um, post a live video, maybe an unboxing, or, or just, you know, when you get the item. And then we want to see if, you know, maybe a first flight, a maiden flight of it. So, Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Hey, we definitely want some of our listeners to kind of participate back in and share your experience. 
Uh, we want to give out a special thanks. This is a really big special thanks. Yes. I can't even, I can't even say how much of it it is. Um, to the RC Heli Hangouts, Chris Nutt and Frank Moradios. Did I say that right? Nice. <laughs> also, a huge, huge thanks to Lynn Cummings. So basically what ended up happening is, uh, RC Heli Hangouts has these raffles, right? You buy in, you get a number, they do a random selection. Lynn Cummings won this MSH Protos 380 Evo. He didn't want the heli. He wanted to give it back to the RC Heli Hangouts uh, guys, right? So he gave it back to Chris and Frank. And then Frank and Chris, they turn around and then they give it to our podcast. <laughs> they, they give it to us to give away for our, uh, uh, you know, Facebook appreciation. So I'm speechless. I don't know how much thanks I can really give them. But, you know, from the bottom of our hearts, uh, thank you guys so much for this. Yeah, absolutely. So, so Steve, who, uh, who can enter this, this giveaway? Anybody? Yeah, I mean, obviously for all of our listeners and the folks that already liked our page, you know, of course, enter away. Anyone who likes our page and shares it can be basically enter. So even if you're new to our podcast and have never even really given us a listen, give us a listen, share our page, like it, um, follow us, and I'll write on the post which uh, entry you want to go into, and we'll get you in. That's pretty sweet. So between now... April 7th and April 14th. April 14th will be the end date. Yeah. What is that? Good Friday too, right? Is it? Yeah, I think so. It's going to be a great Friday for some yeah, people. Yeah, for sure. Nice. All right. So what to look out for? You're going to see our posts. I made a nice like little giveaway picture that we're going to post up. So one thing I want to mention about the 380 Protos um, kit is that one of the things that we wanted to do is do an unboxing video. So Chris... Our main man, Chris, here, you know, writer for RC Heli Pilot Magazine. He does all these reviews. He does all these uh, unboxing videos, build videos, flight videos. Uh, so, you know, one of the things is we wanted him to do an unboxing video. So don't freak out if you get your protos that, you know, was open. <laughs> because, yes, it, we did open it. We did do a full unboxing video. And, Chris, why don't you go into a little about that? Yeah, so the guys, they're like, Chris, we'll send it to you, do your unboxing thing, do your build video thing, you know, set it up and we'll give it away. Sounded cool. You know I love unboxing and building videos, but the problem is the legalities of it, if someone wins a kit, we want them to build it. I mean, yeah. if you guys win it and you want me to build it, by far, send me the electronics, I'll set it up, I'll test fly, I'll have a ball with it. Um, mm -hmm. Absolutely. But basically, we just want to give someone a fresh kit because that kind of takes the fun away from it. If if, if I build it and you really wanted to build it. Well, that's no fun for you. So, yeah, um, right. I took everything out. You can see the video. The video is posted up everywhere, guys. There's links to where to like the contest and stuff in the description mm -hmm. of the video. But yeah, cool old kit. It's, I've never built the MSH before, but the thing looks pretty badass. Uh, carbon fiber boom, super yeah. bright canopy. Um, looks like it takes micro servos and micro to mini tail servo. Cool little helicopter. So if you guys are in the helicopters and you win it, man. I'm I'm gonna keep it. I think I don't know. I think I guess we gotta give it. I guess we gotta give it away. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, check out the video, guys. It's, it's pretty cool. And uh, as soon as we have a winner, if you don't want me to build it, I'll ship it out the next day to the lucky winner. Awesome. Nice. All right. So there it is. Our first giveaway. Wow. Our first official. Official. Giveaway. Yeah. Yeah. Official giveaway. Awesome. I mean, we did give away stickers and stuff, but that's this is this is on a totally different level. Yeah. 
And maybe I'll have some stickers to throw in a box, too. I, I don't know. I ordered them. We'll see. Ooh, really? Oh, I shouldn't have said that. That would have been like a nice uh-huh. surprise. I guess or I could edit always... it out, right? <laughs> you are the master editor here, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I probably won't. So, um, guys, if, if it's official, I guess this is a time where we thank all our listeners, new yeah. and old. And it's it's been an awesome, what, year and two, three months now. You guys... Mm-hmm. You guys are killing it every week. Even even with you, Kevin, being on vacation, you guys do two back-to-back episodes. I don't know if you guys have missed a show yet. You guys are just cranking them out week after week. No, this is 69th episode this Friday the, when you hear this. Um, and that was every episode straight through. Awesome. Steve has never missed an episode. I missed one. I didn't want to say anything, but okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kevin, Kevin ditched me one day, you know. But I'm always working on the one episode <laughs> where it's just me talking about my favorite stuff, just in case we ever need it. So, yeah, that'll equal things out. Not that I'm saying anything, Steve, but uh, that'll equal mm-hmm. things out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we can always do an episode every week. I have no problem with that. Yeah. All right. Awesome, thanks guys. To all our listeners, thanks. Thanks, RC Heli Hangouts. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, yes. Frank. Um, you know, thank you, Robert. Uh, thank everyone. Everyone, take the whole world. Keep the hobby alive. Hell yeah, yeah keep RC Hellies alive for sure. I um, am Spartan. <laughs> <laughs> and not just RC Hellies, obviously. Planes, yeah. multi-rotors, you know, just anything RC. Even cars, even ground stuff. Come on, let's let's keep that uh, technology moving forward. Let's keep the fun and, you know, keep the hobby alive for sure. The hobby yeah. is what you make it, guys. If you're flying, driving, anything. Mm-hmm. If there's a transmitter in your hand and you're having fun, then God bless you. Awesome. All right. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Uh, We are Skies, and we'll see you next time. See you. See you. Later. Wait. Yes. Ah, He got got the flush in. Nice. (laughs) I had a run. I was watching him (laughs) run through his basement. (laughs) Yeah. All right. I'm going to stop this up.